Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, thank you again, brother, for making the trip out here. Yeah, I yeah. know we've been planning this for a couple of weeks, and, man, I really do appreciate you making the trip and making the time for it. Yeah. Super stoked to have a conversation with you. Um, but, yeah, if you want to just, like, start with just introducing yourself and just briefly, like, what you do, and then we can just kind of dive into a couple of different things and go yeah. from there. Thousand percent, man. I'm I'm just excited to be here, dude. Just just uh, I'm gonna learn as much as you know from you as you will. You know, just an iron sharpening iron. I'm yeah. So excited for that, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, I think for me, man. Yeah, the story. Um, you know, started basketball background. Uh, played. Yeah, man. I mean, all throughout childhood, uh, high school, college. Uh, played a little bit overseas in New Zealand and Puerto Rico, uh, which was awesome. Had some really cool opportunities out there, and then. Uh, yeah, kind of shifted from ball to business, um, and you know I don't want to get you know too much into that just yet. But I mean, yeah, man, ultimately, like, just had a, an amazing family, amazing upbringing, super solid community. Um, born and raised in Huntsville, Alabama, um, and then went to school in Mobile, Alabama, uh, where, where I met my bride. And um, and uh, yeah, just a, a tiny bit of background, but yeah, mainly main focus was basketball. Of course, I had my my, my rowdy fun moments with just like lake time with the homies and golf and like just an adventurous upbringing, whitewater rafting, all, all kinds of stuff. Being in North Alabama, it's, it's up there like, you know, kind of Nashville, there's, there's a lot to do, you know, my, mountain biking. So anyways, man, yeah, that's just kind of the, the lifestyle, the, the, um, the journey was you know, mostly centered around basketball. Gotcha, man. What was your experience in, in basketball like? Like what was... When did you start playing basketball, and yeah. what was kind of that journey like for you? Yeah, I feel like right out of the womb, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I came out as a, as a big kid, mom and mom and dad. My dad's. How tall are you, man? I'm six foot six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dad's about six five. Mom's about six foot. So I came from a a, a, a tall family, right? Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I just just continued to you know walk, play, have basketball in my hand all the time. There's videos and pictures of me growing up as a kid, just you know the little one all the way to you know dribbling and just just having a, having a blast um, so you know started getting into it around you know um, just the younger ages uh, and then you know middle school was kind of it was interesting because my dad coached me all the way up into middle school and then of course you middle school was more organized and stuff and for your school and so at that point I got into a middle school where it was like some of the most elite um, athletes in all of the, the the city were on the middle school team I was going to play on so I was like I rode the bench the whole time, but I really right. got to practice and play with some really elite um, talent. So I learned a lot, developed, um, it was definitely discouraging, right? And so um, on that kind of journey, I, uh, you know, what I, what I took away, man, was like persistence, dude, and just being, being persistent, being patient, waiting for my time. And so my time didn't happen until <laughs> eighth grade year going to my ninth grade year. It was, I literally, I maybe played like five to 10 minutes. Um, like it, it just you know didn't hard play, um, and when again it wasn't necessarily that I was that bad. I was just you know kind of tall, lanky, not as talented. But um, you know I got into the world of uh, um, just really believing in myself, and my dad empowering me right to really believe into me and like hey, do you really want to do this? And making that decision. Um, and once that decision was made, man, that was eighth grade going into ninth grade year. I grew four inches. Um, I started developing. Started getting like after in the cardio, the, the getting in better shape, um, working on my shot, of course. Got got with a 
um, one of the trainers who like trains Jimmy Butler and stuff. So kind of started getting that development phase. It's really locking in on, locking yeah, in, exactly. And so, you know, I played all kinds of sports, you know, growing up, but mostly basketball is kind of that main focus. Um, there was a little piece of baseball. Um, I was one game away from the little league, little league world series. Okay. Um, we lost in a, in a, in a, in a knock, a walk off, but just, uh, that, obviously that athletic background dialed into basketball and then from, like I said, from, from that eighth grade year going into ninth grade, um, really grew, started on the freshman team, and then, you know, kind of developed from there into high school and, and so on. So Yeah, I actually have um, – here, you might want to put the mic a little closer. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. I actually have a very similar experience, though, like growing up for me. I played football, yeah. and, like, I was on teams in Pop Warner. Like, we're, we were going to national championships yeah. and, like, the whole, the whole nine. And I was far from, like, the best player on the team. So mm – -hmm there really is a lot of lessons that you learn as a kid. Like if you get those opportunities to be on like high level teams, especially if whether you're a star player or not, like there's just so many lessons you can learn. Like sometimes you're not the star player. Like sometimes you're not the, the main guy and whatever it is you're doing, whatever business or even like in a family structure, like sometimes you're not the necessarily like the star player, but that doesn't mean your role is, is like not important. Right. And so, like, also just seeing, like, the way my coaches were, seeing the sacrifices. As I got older, I, like, you don't really think about things like that when you're younger, but you, you like, see the sacrifices that, like, your parents made and, and all that stuff. You know, there's so many lessons that you learn from, from youth sports, and it's, I don't ever want to, like, overlook that, you know. And I also think, too, like, just it's so important for younger, especially, like, younger boys to get into sports. Like, you, you've seen so many, like, younger younger boys who – maybe they're mis like misbehaving in school or just like the crazy ass kids. Right. But, but like you get them in like football, wrestling, basketball, you get them in these sports and like they start to understand like where to channel that energy, you know? Yeah. Cause like, man, like as a young, as a young boy, like most of us growing up, we're like, we have all this energy. Right. We just want to fucking get after it. Right. Like, and, yeah. and especially if you don't have like a dad, like a, like a, a strong, like role model as a, as a father, mm -hmm and you're not in sports, like, man, that, ener that energy is going to go somewhere, right? Like, you're not just going to sit, you know, pay attention in class all day long and then go home and just do what, whatever mom tells you to do. Like, that's Young not going to happen. Let the energy out, 1,000%. Yeah, that's not going to happen, bro. So, yeah, just I, I feel like we have a lot of uh, similar, like, experiences when it comes to, you know, when it comes to youth sports and just the importance of it, you know? And that's where the foundation is built, man, right? The, the discipline side of things is exactly what you're talking about, the – the persistence to push through adversity at a young age, right? We're talking eight, nine, ten, and so that's where that foundation was built on, you know, patience, persistence, perseverance. And so, Dad obviously instilled and empowered inside of me. And so, kind of fast forwarding today, like that's my heart is to empower others, whether they're fatherless, whether they're starting in business, whatever it may be. But um, I think ultimately, like that's that was a huge, huge role to your point of like building that foundation. Man. Yeah, for sure, man. So what uh like transition to so you you play college basketball, right? Yeah. How what is that experience like for you going to play college basketball? Sheesh, bro, grind. Um, you know, I thought a little I, bit different than high school, huh? Yeah, a little bit different, a lot of bit different, and and so you know, going into college, it was it was a job. You know, I I, I basically where'd you play at? I played Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Um, so South Alabama area, and and so you know, I mean, think. A little context to that actually so this was total like divine timing but um yeah 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 so so basically like the divine timing of getting trying to get my scholarship um for uh for basketball um so i was on that journey visiting some colleges but you know really didn't have any like solid offers um in that time and so 
my AAU coach, a guy who was training me, he was like with Jimmy Butler and a couple others, um, and, and you know, pretty, pretty high level athletes. Um, he uh, reached out to my dad and said, "Hey, I've got a coach in Mobile. Would your would your son want to go, you know, play? Would Dylan want to go down and, and you know try out?" And so, at that point, it was my only opportunity, and uh, and it was, it was getting kind of close to the timeline. And I had like you know partial scholarships or like you know walk on at you know high level. Like uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Auburn fan, you know, growing up in Alabama. So there's different opportunities I probably could have walked on and stuff. But like I was like, no, I want to get school paid for. It. Like I want to I want to impact dad as much as he impacted me and mom and stuff. And so long story short, we go down. I try out. Had like play the best ball I've played in like most of my career, right? Showed out, had an amazing time, um, and so I just kept playing and playing. Coach wouldn't let me take a break, and so after a time, um, we didn't. My coach is very like stonewall, and so he's like, "Yeah, well, um, we'll let you know." And so literally, that was that was that morning. I drove six hours down to try out, and then I drove six hours back, and I had to be at school the next day. And so it was a grind. Damn. Like this is middle, middle of the week, right? In yeah. high school. And so uh, I get, get back home, wake up, go to school, and my dad calls me in class. And I knew there was you know, kind of like some, some waiting on, on the coach getting back to us. So I was like, I just sprint out, the, sprint out the, the, you know, went out the door and uh, answered the call. And dad's like, hey, they offered you a full-ride scholarship. Oh, shit, bro. And, uh, and then I was like... I was just, you know, it, it was amazing. It was an amazing moment sharing it with my dad, of course, those kind of things. And so we, uh, yeah, man, fa- fast forward to obviously playing college ball. It was a grind, uh, gritty, um, even tougher than high school, of course, but like on the mentality piece yeah. and really being committed to it. Um, again, that's where that discipline came in, man, even, even stronger of like having a routine, having a rhythm, doing three a days, doing, you know, literally wake up, weights, film, uh, practice shot you know shoot around and then actual practice so and you got class and all that kind of shit yeah exactly so i mean there was one season where uh, you know i met my bride and and my sophomore year and i was uh i was basically she she has a music music background and so i was actually in a play with her uh, really in 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 a performance and so i had class in the morning weights obviously all that um, and then finishing class, I'd go to practice from like six, six to 8 PM or so, um, probably closer to five to eight, but anyways, and then from eight to like 11, I was in rehearsal with her. And so when I finished at 11 PM, I had to study. Yeah. Bro, I was, I was all the way up to like two, 3 AM. And then literally yeah, the next day, having to do it again, it again. Was that just like an elective that you took or were you into that kind of literally doing it for wifey? Like, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's a cool story behind all that, but I think, um, we're just two totally, you know, different people. Right. And so, you know, she's music, I'm basketball. The only time you really see it is in like high school musical. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Where, where the, the, the two become like uh, an alignment, but it's, it's so funny. Like we have jokes around that. And, uh, I feel like yeah, that's kind of like, common. That's kind of common. It seems like, it, 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 yeah, well, so it wasn't common in our college because yeah. it was literally house divided kind of thing. Like music was on here and the athletes were on here. Even the cafeteria, like it was so funny. Um, that was kind of the joke there. But yeah, you, you're totally right. Like it's definitely those opposites attract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
Yeah, for sure, man. And then uh, leaving leaving school, what did you do after after you left school or after you got out of basketball? Yeah, so out of, out of collegiately, I played um, a little bit overseas in New Zealand and Puerto Rico. Um, those were both great experiences, great culture. Played hoops overseas, and that just, had uh, been that had, had been pretty dope. Amazing yeah. stories around that. But I think after that, um, got into business, um, started getting into. I know I, you know you have a sales background. I, I wanted to get into sales. Um, was in the personal development space, obviously during my college days, knowing like, well, what the heck do I want to do when I get out? Um, the goal and the vision was to do, um, like my own basketball academy, um, which was, you know, basically I had a high performance exercise science degree, um, and wanted to just train athletes and help them become the best version of themselves while also becoming an athlete. Right. Um, and so that kind of honestly like burnout just like exhausted me from being in the sports world all my life right so i was like i want to i want to venture in the business world like more on the business sales side right so i you know started getting around some influencers personal development space um and then got into sales had like probably like eight sales jobs in like two years yeah we traveled a lot we, we moved from alabama to georgia back to florida back out here so just bouncing around from sales role to sales role and then um, came across a guy named Pace Morby. <laughs> so really, that's we crazy. About, we talked about him a little bit just earlier, but um, if you don't, like, how'd you how'd you come across him? Because he's a, he's a big big name. Literally Instagram, bro. Same way you and I met. That's so Pace had a had a guy, um, real close friend of mine, uh, his name's John, and so John was a manager trying to build a sales team, literally from the ground up, bro. Um, and so John's like searching on Instagram, hitting up friends of friends, like trying to dial this in to where it's really solid, tight knit group. We weren't the best salespeople, but we were, we were super tight knit. Um, and so kind of call ourselves the Avengers. Like everyone had different skill sets. It was just a, it was a grind and, and a team af effort and aspect. And so, um, you know, long story short with that, that was a huge piece of even where I'm at today, man. But like on that journey, I was remote from in Florida. Um, and before I started the position, I was, I was like in a, so funny. I was wanting to get into car sales. Really? I was a lot manager. If you know what that is, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you you know, handled just, a lot, yeah. Yeah, like 12 bucks an hour. Like, and the heat in Florida, like nuts. And I was just like working my butt off. I was probably 300 pounds. Damn. Living in the backyard of my mother-in-law's house. Like, just a, a grind, dude. My wife and I weren't doing well in marriage. Like, and this was probably a second year in marriage. Like, it, it was rough. So, um, that's a little bit of the background. And then going into this conference, right? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conference in New Orleans. Um, and long story short, it's a personal development conference, close buddy of mine, um, Andy V, who's coming out here in, in two weeks. I hadn't seen him in a little forever, but he's a huge piece of my story because he's kind of who introduced me to entrepreneurship. So it was like this basketball background turned into business. And then I started to have a heart for that. And, you know, this conference really put everything together, man. I met, you know, influencers there, a guy who formerly coached a basketball um, championship coach into a business coach. So it was like... That's what I want to do. Yeah, you that's know? your guy. That's my guy. And so I, after the conference, I uh, got with him. I dropped a, a grant on his coaching when I didn't have it. So we kind of put over installments, right? The, the whole entrepreneurship, personal development space. You yeah. Start investing in yourself. And um, the whole funny thing about that dude is like, it's so fun. Like, I don't want to get into the details, but basically, wifey and I, I, I invested my last $200 on the room to stay in New Orleans. Had zero dollars in the bank account when I was in New Orleans, right? And so I'm like, how the heck am I gonna get back? So my dad, so funny, but dad takes a train from North Alabama all the way to New Orleans, comes supports me, kind of helps me kind of figure things out. And uh, 
And, you know, of course, he wanted to support me too in like my first conference, right? And so we're having fun together and um, we basically uh, go after the conference. Uh, it was a huge, like, huge impact for me. But I was like, how the heck am I getting home? Bro, I kid you not, I'm on the phone with my wife in the lobby of this hotel, massive hotel. And this guy taps me on the back while I'm having the conversation with my wife. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, I don't what what else should I do? Blah, blah, blah. This guy taps me on the back and says, hey, I feel like to give this to you. It was 20 bucks. It was just enough gas to get back home. Damn, dude. And that's when I met Pace. That's when John, the manager, reached out to me, right? Um, as a lot manager, you know, I was just basically minimum wage and then you're in that like in that grind phase yeah right exactly and then and then you know six figures um you know pretty much in you know the next week you know whatever the numbers are basically back in the you know six figures and and started that journey and career of of sales that was consistent that was growth oriented that was team aspect and so um i know this is kind of a longer piece to that no bro yeah go ahead man that's a huge huge pivotal moment in my life so what what let me ask you this man like what uh what gave you the courage and like the confidence and just like what had what gave you the guts to to invest that thousand dollars and all that money that that you that's pretty much all you had into that kind of uh conference like what what yeah yeah so it's it's funny man so so my mentor his name's coach michael burt if you you guys want to check him out he's he's an amazing coach he's probably one of the one of the best low-key coaches in all the country um and so, yeah, he, he really instilled this word decide into me. I, I know I mentioned like decision before, but the word decide literally means to kill off, right? Um, so you kill off your past and you, you know, pursue your, your present and your future, right? Um, and of course, your past is a part of your story, but it doesn't define you. Um, and so I made that decision to kill off the past to say, all right, I'm going from ball to business. Let's go all in. And this guy's my guy, you know, it was, it was an intuition thing, honestly, like had faith and I felt like God was calling me to, to work with him. But, um, yeah, man, long story short, I, I just like, um, I went all in. And so I did over a payment plan, like a grand over like, it was like six months. <laughs> it was like, you know, whatever payment. Um, and so wifey and I were just scrambling to make that happen. But as soon as I got the job with Pace, it was like paid it off. Boom. Applied the skills and, you know, it was, it was good. So you got into sales yep. after the conference. You met a few people um, that, you know, seems like kind of changed your life almost. Yep. And then at what point did you decide you wanted to go into business for yourself and pursue like the leadership role that talk a little bit about like kind of the space that you're in right now is a big part of me wanting to get you on the podcast because I know yep. you're you're all about like the leadership aspect of things. And, and that's a big part of your, you know, what, what you coach people on and, and a big part of your business. So what what kind of led you into wanting to go down that path yeah good question man so so going into that business route of you know pretty much owning my own business when it sales at the, at the end of the day yeah you're, true you're contracted on you, you have your own thing your own gig your own leads all that so it's managing that i was like this isn't the end all be all but it's definitely a good income producer and so i'm like well i have a basketball background i have a human performance exercise science degree like how can i take that and turn it into business owners Right. And to impact them and to help them be the best version of themselves, lead themselves so they can lead others. It sounds like that's so, kind of who you wanted to work with, too, huh? Yeah. 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 And, and that's that's where that burnout from basketball and those working with athletes just kind of pivoted into working with business owners. That's a big that's a big um, deal, man. I, I, like from people who I listen to, like they all say, like, choose who you want to work with, like choose who you want to serve, you yeah. know? Yep, yeah, exactly. And then, and then 
this is the best person. I heard this from the Milet conference. Um, I was two weeks ago. I was had a day trip. I literally uh, back to conference, right? <laughs> but I had a day trip. I I flew out of here five thirty a.m. Went back, uh, landed in L.A. Uh, and then went to a day conference and then flew back. Got back at ten thirty and went on my Thursday, right? Just like a day trip, but it was crazy. And so Ed Milet was speaking there and um, he was basically saying the best person you can impact is your previous self, right? Or the, the most per the, the person you can speak the most life into is the person who, who used to be where you're at um, or, or is where you used to be, right? So that's kind of that, uh, that idea of, you know, really just being able to um, have that mindset, have that ability to adapt. And then um, that kind of gave me the route into, um, you know, owning my own business, um, which long story on the LA conference. What's the name of your business? Uh, Elite Leadership Solutions. Okay. Um, so basically helping leaders, you know, lead themselves so they can lead um, lead others, right? And, yeah. And becoming the best version of themselves and, you know, my, my kind of EEA, I call it, but empower, equip, and affirm, right? Empower you for what I see inside of you, equip you with what you need to get from point A to point B, and then affirm you and hold you accountable through the process. So that's kind of my, my framework, if you will. Um, but it's kind of like a 75 hard, um, but over 120 days. But I set a two-day intensive where you get clarity where you're at, where you want to be, make sure there's alignment. And then for 120 days, we take action. Um, I got off with one of my clients before we hopped on here. And it's just basically like, you know, it's so cool to see the journey of acceleration and growth when you have that one-on-one -on -one interaction where you really be able to customize it and really reach into their lives and empower them to to get where they want to be. And that's what my dad did for me, right? Yeah. All the way from day one. So um, it's a little bit of the background kind of in, into you know, why I'm at, you know, where I'm where I'm at today and why, why I'm here. Yeah, man. I think uh, one of the really cool things about like what you do and um, just one of the really cool aspects of it with the world that we live in today is like because of the internet and because of social media, like let's say you don't have somebody, like you don't have a father figure, you don't have that kind of person like in your immediate circle who can help you. Yeah. We have the internet where you can go out there and, and really work with almost anybody, you know? You can work with some of the top people. You not, might not be working with them one-on-one, -on -one, but you can go listen to their podcasts, like listen to the content they put out, yeah. get into like one of their lower-level ticket services sure. um, or mentorships. And it's like, it's a really cool aspect of the world that we live in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think it's important too. Like it's, it's important for people like, like yourself to yeah. step into that role. Um, so let's dive into like, I know leadership is a big part of, of what you coach and what, what you implement in people. What are some of like the key things that you, uh, you kind of teach in as far as like the leadership aspect of things? Like how can somebody step into that role of being a leader? Cause I think everybody in one way or another is a leader, you know, it's just whether you decide to really embrace that aspect of, you know, who you are, you know? Yep. So, thousand percent. I mean, that's, that's a great question. It's, it's a large question. I think answering it, you know, um, from a, a a bit of conviction from my heart was, you know, back to the word decide, right? To, to kill off, right? Decide to be a leader, leading yourself to lead others and, and, you know, filling your cup so you can overflow kind of thing. And, um, you know, back to the education spot with, you know, Pace, right? He, he's kind of was doing the consulting sales role for, for his mentorship and community, right? Um, and so I'm a huge firm believer in that education um, and the power of community, power and environment, right? Like environment is everything, dude. You were talking about it earlier, like, you always hear like network is net worth. Um, but you know, the, the, the client I was talking with, you know, before we hopped on here, I was like, you can't put a shark in a fish tank, bro. 
you know, like it, 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 it all grows in its environment. So realizing that environment piece is super important, the education piece, the mentorship piece, having someone guiding you and directing you. But the missing piece I feel like in the coaching space for me is like the accountability aspect, right? The implementation. Um, Pace says this all the time, but implementation is education and action. So I want to help people implement what they're learning on a one-on-one basis, customizing it based on where they're at to where they want to go. Um, it's kind of funny. So my, so my tagline is let's, let's grow, uh, right? And so the thing with let's go is like, well, where are we going? Is it in alignment with where we want to go, right? But if we're growing, it's in alignment with who we want to be. It's part of our story, like you were mentioned earlier, of like you know, your, your journey, right? You're learning, you're growing, you're developing. Um, so anyways, I think that's kind of a huge piece to that is like learning, growing, um, developing into, you know, that, that calling and that purpose and that, that meaning in life and, and being intentional, right. And, and, and having that fulfillment internally. So I think that's some of the things I think more granularly, um, with the leadership side, um, obviously intentionality, fulfillment, purpose. Um, so I'm writing a book called the purpose pursuit. Um, so the center around that is like, you know, basically, um, your purpose doesn't find you. You find it as you pursue the things that you're passionate about that, that fire you up, that fuel you. Um, so two kind of pieces there. So the, the book is kind of centered around what I call the Pollard P's. Um, it's passion plus platform equals purpose. Um, so you find what you fuels you. You find your platform, your vehicle, and that ultimately equals your purpose. You're calling, you're walking it out and, and growing. Um, and then the five F's that I have is um, faith, family, fitness, finances and fuel right so my whole philosophy around that fuel piece is what fuels the other four so it's like you know things that you enjoy doing right my childhood was developed in adventure so if i take adventure out of my life and i'm keeping the same lifestyle i'm not going to be fueled i'm not going to be fulfilled and, and so you know i play a lot of golf try to mountain bike those kind of things with the guys that i love to do life with and that fuels me and then you know different ways to how do you fuel your family how do you you know impact others but through your financial right um and so that's kind of my philosophy and I'll take on, on, you know, the start of leadership is leading yourself, right? So if you can be strong in those five areas, then, you know, you can be prepared to overflow in others' lives to, you know, steward yourself. And, um, you know, one of, one of my sayings is like, um, the best, the first step in leadership is ownership. Um, and you have to own your challenges. You have to own your mistakes. You have to own the fact that you're going to take a leap of faith one day and, and dive into it. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of that, uh, that idea of, you know, taking that, that leap of faith and taking the, the ownership of like, Hey, I'm making a decision. So, yeah, I feel like now that I'm hearing you, you talk about that. I think purpose and leadership are almost like very connected. Like, you know, you can't really have you can't really be the leader that you probably want to be without, without that strong sense of purpose. And nice. I guess purpose comes from clarity, you know, like figuring out more about yourself, more about what you want to do and yeah. like your past experiences and your lessons and everything like that. What would you like say to somebody who doesn't know what their purpose is or doesn't have a clue about, you know, what they want to do? I mean, would you just say to go out there and try different things or, or what would you say to that person? Yeah. That's the whole whole thing, man, with purpose is it doesn't find you. You find it as you pursue, you know, the things that you like, right? So for me, it was, you know, I pursued basketball as my background. And so then, you know, I'm like, well, I got a high performance degree in exercise science. So, and just, you know, walk when you're, it's always, entrepreneurship is a pivot journey, right? You're always pivoting. 
you're always shifting, adapting. And so, you know, with, with that adaptation and, and shifting, there's an analogy that I use sometimes is like hitting a brick wall, right? You can either climb up the wall, you can try to bust the wall down, you can go around it left and right. So anytime you hit an obstacle, it's just assessing, man. Like, is it in alignment with me? If not, you know, walk around it. Or is it persistence? Do I need to just bust down the wall and, and keep moving forward? Great. You know, so it's just like, and that's kind of where faith comes in for me, man. It's like that discernment of, of guiding myself through obstacles um, and how, you know, I, like every obstacle is an opportunity for growth, man. Um, so it's just kind of perception at that point, man. So it, it really is, bro. Through, yeah, half, you just half said full, perception. You just said perception, and as you were talking, I was really thinking about that because it all—it's all it comes down to perception and how you perceive things. Because it's like we all go through these experiences, and we have wins and we have losses. But some people just like they can't see the positive in in their past experiences. Like they 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 turn into like that victim, right? Where everything is just poor me, right? And, and instead of like looking at things from the other perspective of like looking at okay, like looking at your losses, looking at the bad things that happen bad jobs you've had, bad experiences, bad relationships, and like seeing like the lessons from them. Yep. And then you can kind of pull that into what you're doing at the current moment. And that propels you into the future, you know? Yep. So like, I think a lot of it is perspective, man. Like yep. having that positive mental attitude, all of those things, you know, cause like as you're, as you're talking, I'm just, I'm thinking about purpose and it's like, you kind of piece it as you, you piece it together as you go, right. you know? And I think that's a big part of where I've struggled with and where a lot of people struggle with is you want to have it all figured out. You want to have this, this big giant like map and the, like have everything plotted together. And when it's like, it's not going to happen like that. You know, you, you really just have to piece things together as you go. And like you just said, pivot, you know, and, and learn from those experiences. And like, I'm, I'm kind of like just reflecting on my own life right now. We were talking about it earlier, but yeah. you, know, you, you think about these past experiences that maybe didn't go your way or didn't go exactly how you wanted them to go. But usually there's a couple things that you can take from them. Right. <clears throat> and you can apply to your life and you start piecing shit together, you know, and then all of a sudden, like you look around and you're like, man, how did this even happen? Like, how did I even get to this point? Mm. And it's just because, man, you started piecing it together. You started like taking these little lessons and. Yeah, it's, it's mm. a lot of it's just perspective, man. Just yeah. seeing things the right way, like looking at the positive side of things. Mm. I think that's what holds most people back, man. Like, because we've all, we've all, like, I'm gonna go turn this off. Yep. Because it's, it's funny, man. Like, we, we've, you've probably met people like this. Like, we've all met people who are smart people. Like, mm -hmm. they're definitely capable of doing whatever they want, but they can just never seem to, like, figure it out they can never seem to get past themselves like they can never just seem to like they're always in like this negative mindset they're always like just in this negative like almost like this loop right Victim where mentality and it really is a loop it really is a loop because yeah. you know you start looking at things the wrong way you get into this negative mindset and, and that creates a negative experience in the present moment yeah. which it's just like this like self-fulfilling prophecy you know Facts. where it's like you just start identifying as a negative person and yeah. i'm a loser i'm lazy i can't do this and then it just fucking spirals bro yeah. so yeah man there's so many aspects of it but i think perception is a big part of it for sure yeah it's it's where it starts man it's it's perspective right perception perspective yeah awareness, um, intentionality, like focus on where are you focusing, right? Is it, is it the full or is it empty? If, if your life is half full, like what is it full of? And that's what I help like a lot of people bring awareness to is like, so I go through a three, two, one structure, right? It's three challenges, sorry, three celebrations, two challenges, one intention that would make next week a win. And then basically help, what can I hold you accountable to in that one intention? 
Um, and so with that, it's like they have to think through what are three celebrations I went through last week. It can be big or small, right? And so that creates that positivity in your mindset. And the two challenges is like, well, what am I challenged with? What am I still walking through that I need to grow in? And that one intention is like, well, how can I take those two, create one of them, and, and grow into the next week, right? Um, and so that's, you know, to your point, man, it's like that perspective shift when you start doing those exercises, when you do the gratitude journals or whatever it may be that works best for you. Um, everyone has a different morning routine and, you know, some have similar ones, but I think it's, it's all what, you know, aligns with you, right? Um, and of course, there's discipline inside of that, but it's like, you know, what fits your style. So anyways, yeah. Yeah, man, I also like coming down to like the positive mental attitude, like having the right perspective, having the right um, way of, of seeing the world. I think a lot of it comes down to putting yourself in like the high vibration, high frequency state. Yep. Like those words kind of get like woo woo. Sure. But I think a, a lot of what people overlook is like the physical aspect of it too. Cause at the end of the day, like if you, if you want to have that right mindset, the right perspective, like you got to be in a good, good state, you know what I mean? Like physically, yep. you know? Right. Right. And so that's where like the physical aspect comes into play, you right. know, like you can't overlook that. You can't overlook the health side of things, the, yep. the working out, getting your body in shape. Like, man, you, I think there's some people out here who are, you know, very intelligent, but they, they, they miss that piece, you know, yep. like you got to have both, you know what I mean? Facts. And I think that's why like you see a lot of these top people, very rarely do you see like a top business person or a top influencer, one of these top people who are like out of shape, just look like shit, you know, you very rarely see it just because it's, it's hard to do. Like for me, bro, if I sleep in and I'm like, you know, have a couple meals that aren't too good for me, miss my workouts, bro. Like I'm, I can't even do this podcast, bro. There's no fucking way. Like I, if I slept in this morning and like had a big ass meal and like just didn't work out or anything, I try to come on here and have, do this podcast and like be all energetic and positive. Like there's no way I could do it. You know what I mean? So like, even just on a day-to-day level, like having those habits, you know what I mean? That's why right. I'm so big on habits, bro. Like yeah. habits and, and, and having that routine, having those routines that you can just almost like get into that positive, positive state automatically. Yeah. You don't even got to think about it. You know, you're no, right. you're no longer that negative person because you just, you have these, this structure in place that prevents you from falling into those traps. And we all fall into those traps every once in a while, yeah. you know, but if you can manage on a day, day-to-day basis to keep that structure, keep your workouts going, keep your, you know, your, your reading going. Like I see you, you reading all the time, man, like reading these books and yeah. all, all of it. Cause like, if you think about that too, like think about the books that you read and, you know, I try to read as well. A lot of the information you've already heard before, yeah. it's not like you're, it's not like very rarely are you going to read a book after you've, after you've read a certain amount of books. Sure. It's a lot of, it's just the same information, just yeah. said a different way. Yeah but you're, you're repeating those things in your mind and, and it's like you're building that, um, like these, these habits and like this, this self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. So you're getting your reps in. Just yeah. Like yeah. If I'm yeah. lifting a 20 pound weight the rest of my life, it's still 20 pounds. Right? Yeah. And, and so with a book, it's, it's the same knowledge or the same wisdom and awareness. I'm just getting my reps in bro. Yeah. Um, and of course I don't want to wear 20 pounds the rest of my life, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like same weights or same, you know, it's, it's weights, right? And so it's knowledge, it's wisdom, it's building that muscle, it's building that, uh, that repetition. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, for sure, bro. That's it's good, good stuff, man. Uh, let, let's transition a little bit, man. I know you're yeah, man of faith, man yeah. of Christ. Where, where did that come from, man? That's something I got my own little journey I'm going on right now, yeah, but yeah. when did that start for you? Did you grow up in like a religious household or yeah. did you come on it to come to it on your own or where did yeah, that come man, from? It's my journey. I don't want to go like too long into it, man, but I think the, the, the basis of it was, you know, born and raised in a, in a faith-based, you know, household. Um, and, it, it, you know, I talk to my parents about this now, but it's like 
it was up to me to make the decision to turn it from a religion to a relationship. And I didn't make that decision, right? It was, it was more about me. I was, I was my own, uh, God, essentially I was creating basketball as a God, right? I was worshiping as idolatry, um, at the end of the day. And then when that basketball ran out of air, it's like, Oh shoot. Like that was my idol, right? That was what I was worshiping. And I put God in a box. I put him to the side and was like, just checking that box. So anyways, um, several instances in my life that I really had to pivot and, and, and shift again towards God and I'd stray away and he'd shift me back to him. And, um, you know, but, but, but at the end of the day, man, it was, it was up to me to make that decision, to follow him, to be a disciple, to, um, lead leaders and to, to grow them, um, into who they're called, they're called to be, whether they know it or not. Um, and so my journey is, is, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been beautiful. It's always continuing, always it's like getting your reps in, dude. You said something in there earlier. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to touch on. You said something about like God being instead of being a relationship, it was a uh, religion. A religion. Yeah. What, what can you expand on that? Like that's interesting. Yeah. I never heard somebody say that before. Yeah, for sure, dude. So, instead of God being a religion, it, it's supposed to be a relationship. Yeah. 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 So if you go to if you think history, right? History book. Um, you, you know, in your class, history book let's just say college history one and so you're in history one you get the book and you're just basically you're in the class but you're not studying you're not doing the homework you're not getting the reps in right and so how are you going to pass those tests or how are you going to pass those um, exams or even just know what the teacher's talking about to answer questions in the freaking class if you're just in the class right yeah. so I was just in the classroom I was just in the in the classrooms of church I was in the services but I hate the word homework. So I was, you know, not, I wasn't growing. I wasn't growing my faith. I wasn't building that muscle of prayer, meditation, um, even breath work and going into, you know, the word of God, man, to, to lead and guide me as, as the, as the path, um, a lamp into my feet and a line into my path. So you have to really live it. Like, live yeah, it, dude, exactly. It's that, that's what I mean by religion is just a transactional piece. It's God, I just need you for this. God, I need you for that. But when I don't need him, He's just there, you know what I mean? But it's like, I celebrate with my father and creator. I, I you know, I worship him, I love him, and... Um, and even even in the negative times, you yeah. the challenges, exactly. And that's where that perspective shift is faith. Faith and belief in no matter what the outcome is, I know that every obstacle is an opportunity for growth um, because he's got my back, you know? So, yeah, that, that religion is transactional. Relational is um, that that um more than it's more than a transaction yeah it's, it's more than a transaction yeah how is uh how has that impacted you man in, in your life like just with your wife and yeah. getting into business how is your faith in in jesus christ and god yeah. and how has that like helped you man just along yeah. the way yeah faith is is everything i mean the, the belief i had to believe in god before i could i had to believe in myself before i could believe in god essentially because if i don't know who i am then i don't know who i am in christ yeah right and so, of course, I had there was a simultaneous like learning who I am in Him and and who He is in me and through me. But as far as the impact and those challenges, like you know, I'm I'm now. You mentioned the fitness part of side, side of things. Like it, it it directly correlated into my fitness. Like if I didn't have that revelation, that discernment to go to that conference, I wouldn't have gone to 300 to to 250 in you know just a couple months or you know and just like that that whole journey on the fit on the fitness side. Um, and then on the family side, like it grew me closer to my relationships with my family. Right, like it's an overflow, right? If I'm growing in my faith, I have that love and unconditional love for my wife. I have the unconditional love for my family. Um, and I, as I grow close to the Lord, it shows me how to, 
um, grow close to those around me um, as you, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Um, but I think there's, there's a lot to that, man. I think just um, at the core of it, it's love. And so, you know, love really myself is, yeah. so I can love others. And the, the, in the decision process, it comes down to peace, right? Having that supernatural peace within myself, within the decisions that I make, the, the you know, people I meet, right? And, and using discernment and in having peace in that discernment. It's such a real thing, man. Whenever I, whenever I meet people, because I have other buddies who are very, like, into, like, you know, Christ and, like, their religion and everything like that. Yeah. And it's very, like, noticeable, man. When I, when I meet them or I talk with them, you could just tell they're, they're full of love, mm. you know? And it's like, I try to, I try to like, um, implement that in my own life, you know? Because it's so, it's so funny. Like, you can tell the difference even just within yourself when you're doing things out of love mm. and when you're doing things out of fear and, like, Ah, I got to get this and I got to get that. It's like, mm. you really don't, you really, it's hard to enjoy anything when you're in that, when you're in that space of like, I got to go get this. And like, mm. you know, you're fearful, you know, you're worried somebody's going to take something from you. It's really, it's almost impossible to really enjoy something and really like be present in that. Cause you have all these worries, you have all these fears, you know, you're worried about what that person's saying. And that's another thing too, when you're, when you're acting out of love and when you're just, when you're just present, like right now, bro, when we're talking, I'm, I'm present, bro. I'm, I got so much love for you and for what we're doing. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not worried about what anybody thinks or what anybody's saying or, or if I'm going to say something wrong or like you just, when you become more aware, like that's what I'm experiencing within myself is like, when you do things out of love, you can really be present and enjoy these things. You know, you don't, it doesn't matter about really anything other than just, Hey, I love doing this. I love this person. And like, yo, like, let's just do this, you know? And like, you're present, you know, you, you experience Bucks. the same kind of thing within yourself. Bucks. I mean, it's, it's you, when you have that peace internally, you know who you are, you know, whose you are and you know how you can be and what your morals and standards are. Right. If you don't really have those, then you're kind of like a, you know, a leaf tossed in the wind. Right. Um, but you know, even like to a point of an anchor, right? Anchor is anchored in the ground. It has that strength that knows where it stands. Um, if you build a house on the rock versus the sand, when the storm hits, like what's going to happen, you know, those kind of things. And so, um, for me, it's like that firm foundation and what I can live off, what I can build off of. And, uh, that for me is, is my faith and, and, you know, the love I have for myself, love I have for my father and others, um, and, and my heavenly father. And so. Um, one of my, my, my pastor of uh, our church at, at a pillar church, he, he talks about, uh, God is the CEO of the universe. Right. And so, you know, he's a CEO of my business. He's a CEO of my life. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, dude, because, you know, at, at the end of the day, like it's, it's that overflow and, and you mentioned faith and fear. So going back to the glass, this water bottle, which one's faith and which one's fear? I don't know. You, you, you saw me. Faith says it's full, but fear says it's not. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, you, you brought up like having a foundation and yeah, that's, it's, it's something I'm realizing too, man. Like having a foundation in your life, like where, how do I say this? Everybody like, I feel like we all identify ourselves with something or we all have a, like a, that foundation, right? Like maybe for some people, like their, their money is like their foundation sure. or, or their status in society, their fame is like, that's how they, that's their, that's where they get their sense of worth from is their fame or their money or, or whatever it is, bro. It could be anything, yeah. maybe sports or bodybuilding or fitness. Like for me, for a long time, it was yeah. fitness. Like right. I got really into that. And like, if I wasn't working out and you know, in top level shape, then like, man, I'm, I'm a piece of shit, you know? Sure. And so, yeah, like having that foundation in something higher than just these material things, right? Like having that higher foundation of like, 
even even after even once his life is over like it's something greater than just the material stuff you know what i'm saying like i think having that is is super important and yeah. grounding you know it's very grounding I, I i guess that's the best word i can describe it is like literally like grounding yourself in right. into something like something a little bit deeper than there just go. there you go yeah that, it's, it's i'll try to a, figure out how to explain it but no you're exactly so back kind of the analogy side of things right it's the anchor that's deep within the sand or the, the rock it's anchored to the rock the same with the foundation right of the house right if your foundation is on Christ, when the storm hits, it's strong, it's sturdy, it's steadfast, and it's, it's long-lasting. You have to excavate before you elevate. You have to dig deep. You have to build that foundation. That's what they do with skyscrapers, right? They dig really deep to go really high, right? And so we have to dig deep in our hearts, dig deep in our foundation and our faith and, and all those relationships and those five Fs really um, to be at that pivotal moment where we can withstand those strong, those strong storms. Um, and so, like that's kind of what you're, you're touching on when it comes to identity though. And this is where it gets really deep because if people place our identity in material things like I did in basketball or I did in money for one, at one point, like what happens when that's removed, dude? When your house is hit, it's on the sand. It's, it's blowing away, bro. Or at least it's knocking down. Um, but the beauty about that is like God's still there to help us rebuild our house, whether we know it or not. And we're, real, we're rebuilding, right? We're rebuilding. We're building that foundation. And if we build it on the rock, then amazing. Like when that storm hits, hey, it may get wiped away, but you're not defined by it. Yeah. And that's what identity really comes down to is being defined by who you are, your identity in basketball, your identity in money or finances or whatever it may be. Um, and so having that alignment with, I mean, kind of those five Fs, man, is the best way I could describe it. But um yeah that's what i'd say dude yeah man another thing too about your identity and and like the whole foundation thing and the whole grounding thing too is like you said like when something gets taken away from you or or something like that something bad happens you're not you're not ruined by it you know what i mean and you're also not playing like the comparison game 24 7 with you know let's say you are grounded in money or, or fame like you're, you're constantly playing the comparison game and looking at people who have more or have less when when you're grounded in like you know your faith and just your, your moral compass and yeah. your principles and, and like your habits like deep shit like that like yeah. have you read the book um seven habits of highly effective people yeah. a big a big part because i just i just finished up reading it like cool. pretty recently a big part of what he talks about is like instead of focusing on like the personality side of things and like trying to like come across the right way and, mm. and like say the right things sure. and, and all of this kind of stuff. Like he focuses on like the character side of things. And I feel like that kind of ties into like the whole, like grounding yourself in faith nice. and grounding yourself in like all the right stuff is focus on like the character, like the deeper side of things, like yeah. the stuff that you can't take away. Like you can take away someone's money. You can take away someone's fame. Exactly. You can take away someone's family, even all that kind of stuff, sure. you know? And, but you can't take away someone's character and like all that kind of stuff, you know, it's their habits and, and the way they see the world, like all that stuff can't be taken away, yep. you know? So it's good. Yeah. And there's, there's a song, so it's a worship song, but it's like the rain came and the winds blew, but my house is built on you, right? On that rock. Uh, and so with knowing those things and knowing that foundation, like, I mean, t- to your point, dude, like having, having the awareness and the intentionality to know that those things don't fi- define you, they're just tools and resources, right? That, that are provided to us. Um, and if, you know, if they're pulled away, we still know where we stand, um, on the rock. And so there's something else you said. It was, oh, it was, it was, a 
the, the personal, the character, right? And so that's one thing in my coaching. I don't pursue the material things. I don't pursue the end results of really whatever it may be except the best version of yourself, which is in those five areas. Obviously, the overflow will be financially, will be, you know, relationally, will be, you know, um, growth and in, in, in even your faith. And so um, I do something called an intention board, right? And so after the, the two-day intensive, I do an intention board with my clients where it's like, okay, well, who are some prime time moments where Dylan was at his prime, basically? And then recreating those into you know who I want to become, right? Redefining those, recreating kind of the 3.0, the 2.0 deal, right? And so that's who I'm really trying to recreate those memories, recreate those moments, and then you know when I when I start on that journey of like the 120 days or even just in life, versus a vision board which says like I want this, or I want that, or I want this, the, an intention board says these are my intentions on who I want to become, and who I become is more closer to my ideal self, my identity which, you know, for us is faith, right? It's, it's, it's built in Christ um, that created us. So hopefully that makes sense, man. But I, I wanted to kind of touch on that because that's a huge piece of like not letting those material things define you or not letting, you know, even your personality, like your character, will, your personality is an overflow of your character, right? If I'm, in, if I'm full of integrity, then my personality is going to be strong. It's going to be grounded. It's going to be rooted. It's going to be confident. Um, but if it's, it's rooted in, you know, people pleasing, I'm gonna be shaky. Cause if you're like smiling at me and someone's laughing behind my back, I'm like, you know what I mean? I also think a really cool thing kind of ties into like what we're all, what we're talking about. You know, we always talk about, a lot of people talk about like building your network, build, getting around the right people. Yep. You are who you hang out with, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I just thought about this. It's like the interesting thing about, you know, becoming more aware of like your character, your integrity and like. Mm -hmm doing doing the work with with all that stuff is like you also become like the more in tune you are with yourself when it comes to that you become more in tune with other people and you can i, I want to get your your opinion on this but i feel like like let's like once you go down the path of like you know, spirituality and like grounding yourself and all that kind of stuff and doing the right thing your character all that stuff it's really easy to spot other people who are also on that same kind of wavelength you know and then like once you're once you get to that point, you can you can really like filter through people and like you won't get crossed over too many times. You won't get, catch yourself like hanging around the wrong people because you, you're really in tune with that. So when you see somebody else who is on that path as well, like, oh, you, you know, right away, like, hey, like reach out. Like, that's exactly what I did with you. I saw your Instagram. I was like, oh, this dude looks like he's on the right path. You know, looks sure. like he's doing the right shit. I reached out to you. Boom. Like, yeah. you know, and we have a connection now. We did this. So it's like that's another aspect of it, too. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it can really help with your relationships and like with building your network because you know, like you just said, like the more in tune you are with yourself, like yeah. the more in tune you are with the world and with other people. And yeah. so, yeah, that's just an interesting thing I thought about. Yeah. It's, it's discernment, dude, right? Discerning. And, and the best way to discern something is see if the vision and values are in alignment. That's probably what you saw in me, right? My vision and values were in alignment with yours. It's faith. It's family. It's, it's, you know, building the financial, it's building entrepreneurship, it's growing, developing, um, and becoming the best version of yourself and leading yourself to lead others. So like at the core, it's like, it, it's, that's, that's why we're here, bro. Yeah. To create the impact, which, you know, can lead to income, but at the end of the day, it's a resource to continue to create more impact. Um, so you know, that's, that's just like, I was literally thinking about that. Like before, you know, you and I hopped on, like we, it was going back to discernment. Like <laughs> I've never talked to you until now. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, we're, you know, let's, let's grow. Let's get after it and let's, let's, you know, change the world, impact others. 
Um, but it's, it comes back to that vision and value alignment. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I had a question uh, for you that I had uh, planned. I want to ask you now. I feel like it's a good time. But what, cool. what, what role would you say like authenticity plays mm-hmm. into leadership and like the importance of being authentic, you know, and like yeah. and not selling yourself out, you know, not not trying to like be somebody you're not, you know, because I think that's everybody at one point struggles with that, you know, especially, yeah. you know, if you're trying to get in front of a camera and like make videos and do content. It's like, yeah. how do you how do you, I guess, like stay authentic while also trying to like grow, you know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. I guess sometimes it can, there's kind of a balance to it because in order to grow, you got to, you got to change a little bit, right? And you got to step into new roles and, and do different things that you're probably uncomfortable with. And how do you like remain authentic and still try to grow and be that leader and, and evolve and change, you know? Yeah. So this is comes with intentionality, right? Awareness. When you're, when you're aware of who you are, and aware of where you're at, where you've been, and where you're headed, creating that alignment and that intentionality with those pieces creates that self-awareness, which creates the confidence, which creates the um, identity, right? And, and creates that who you are and who you're trying to become. Um, that's kind of back to that intention board, right? Like becoming that self, becoming who you used to be in some regards, but also recreating that person and coming back even stronger, right? From, from death to life, right? Yeah. Like I died to myself to become a new identity and, and growing and, and closer to that. So just being I in tune with your intention. In tune yeah. with your intentions, exactly. Um, and so like that's that's kind of the foundation of being intentional. You know, the most authentic to be is be you to the fullest is beautiful. Yeah. Right? So writing that back, like the word beautiful, if you break it down, be you to the fullest oh, wow. is the most beautiful person you can be, right? And so if you know who you are, and you know whose you are and know who, can, who you can be, then that's how you can be the most, you know, best version of yourself. You can, be, you know, live life to the fullest. You can live you to the fullest and impact people to the fullest. How do you help somebody, like, you know, as somebody who is a leader and, you know, it's a lot about what you talk about. How do you help somebody who's just not willing to go down that path? Like, sure. just not not willing to take that step, you know? Like, they're you see that they're stuck in, in bad ways and, yeah. you know, you see that they're they're negative and they're, you know, they have these negative emotions, like their, their life is a mess and they're just not willing to take that step. How do you, as a leader, like, how do you, how do you help them? You know? Yeah. It's, it's tough to help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. Right. But at the, I think at the end of the day, man, you have to keep in mind that you used to be in that, in that same season or that situation where, you know, you were, you're mad at the world or you, you know, everything was going wrong or whatever it may be. And so you're able to help that person, um, like I said at the beginning, man, or kind of the early on, is like the the best person you can help is your previous self and where you were in the most challenging situation and season of your life. And so like knowing that and giving them grace and helping them through that, like on the coaching side, right? I have, you know, a couple, like a couple clients, one has like a, had a challenging habit, right? And like had a, the habit was holding him back. And it was like, once we broke through that, then it was like that breakthrough was was everything it, it opened up a whole like it, it took kind of the blinders off and opened up the world to such so many more possibilities and abundance and, and growth um but why it's, it comes down to why and when why did you make the decision and when you make that decision and from then on it's no looking back it's looking forward but if you look back it's kind of like ah the glass is half half empty but if you look forward that's faith that's fueling you into you know who you want to become and continue to become um, so I don't, I don't know if that like makes sense, man, but that's kind of how I see it and how I help 
you know, my, um, the, the people I love impacting and growing with together, um, is, you know, helping them through those challenges, you know, identifying those, bringing awareness to them, but not accepting them, right? There's a difference between acknowledge and accept. I acknowledge it. I bring an awareness around it and then I know how to approach it, attack it and get after it. Or the identity piece says, I'm, I'm, uh, accepting this as this is who I am. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm you know, anxious. I'm a defeat. I, what are these words are? I'm telling myself I am the power of I am. And we could go into that, but you know, the whole, um, like the diving into that man is like, you know, who, who are you calling yourself? Who are you, who are you empowering yourself to be? Um, is it, you know, faith is it full of faith or is it full of fear? Absolutely, man. Um, let's, let's transition again real quick. Yeah. Um, if you had to give yourself some advice to your younger self or just anybody who's younger, mm-hmm. um, maybe they're like 18 or 19, like leaving school, going to school. Mm-hmm. What, what are some like just basic things that you would tell them or you would tell yourself if you're in that position? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a great question. I mean, sure. There's a lot. You could, obviously there's a lot, but well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking how to like break that down. So, um, I think patience, persistence, perseverance, and perspective, the four P's. And there's like, obviously one of my mentors is John Maxwell. I don't know if you're familiar with who that is. I've heard of him. So I've been studying him for like seven years and he uses a lot of like five P's or six F's or whatever it is. So that's kind of where my mindset goes to because I've been studying over him so long. But, you know, patience, persistence, perseverance, and perspective. So patience says when I'm going through something, I'm not going through it. I'm growing through it, right? I'm, I'm being patient. I'm, I'm enjoying the journey. It's not about the outcome. It's about the journey to get there, right? Um, and then persistence is pushing through, you know, breaking through, you know, the, before breakthrough happens, the push through has to come, right? You push through to breakthrough. Um, and then, you know, the, the persist, the, sorry, per- perseverance is overcoming that and persistence is continuing to overcome that, not letting it hold you back, but pushing you forward. And then perspective is what you and I've been talking about pretty much the whole time, right? Yeah. yeah. Half full, half full, half empty. So having that lens that that's perspective is seeing it through a lens, right? If you have glasses on or contacts, whatever, like you're able to see pretty clearly, but if you take those off, it's blinded, it's, it's foggy. Right. Um, and so even just on the surface level, man, like that faith in self and fear in self, like letting fear take over, like that says, I'm seeing like through my, I don't have my glasses on. Like I don't have my contacts on, so I can't see clearly it's foggy. Um, but if I have my glasses on or my contacts, whatever, like I'm able to see that clarity and have that peace and knowing that's the direction I should head or that's where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're approaching an hour, which fucking flew by. That's crazy. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. 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 We're approaching, after, bro. approaching an hour. Um, Beneficial, oh yeah absolutely dude I, I fucking enjoyed the hell out of it these, these kind of conversations is why i do it man mm-hmm. seriously like i love having these conversations um so i'm, I'm grateful to be able to do it but yeah. what are like two books that you would recommend man like off, off the top of your head yeah off the top um atomic habits is great um i think you know you were touched on habits man um i think they're they're great to have um it's good to have system that creates the rhythm but if you create too much structure, you, you, you feel combined, right? So I think just finding what that looks like for you habit wise, um, and, and, you know, growing intentionally, that's what atomic habits talks about, right? It's like the intentionality and the incremental leads to the monumental, um, results. And so that's one intentionality with living, um, it's literally called intentional living by John Maxwell. Um, it's a great book. I was gifted that, um, by my president of, of the college I went to and my exiting gift, 
um, is a hand signed copy of John Maxwell's book, um, Intentional Living. And so I, that's, you know, inspired me to write my book. That's inspired me to change my lifestyle into, you know, making basketball as a platform, business as a platform and how to, you know, live out my purpose. So Awesome, man. Cool. 